We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. What's good, Knicks Nation? Alcha Terrace here, a.k.a. the Tratocaster, with you back again with another Game of the Week matchup. This time, the Knicks continue their road trip out west against the Golden State Warriors. They'll be in San Francisco at the Chase Arena this Friday. And actually, out there, you can go catch up with CP, Jason Calcanis at the Mission Rock Resort. So make sure to go over there for the happy hour, check in at 4.30, and get ready for the game if you're going to attend, all right? But today, to break down this game, we got a wonderful guest with us today from the Light Years Pod. We got Sam. We got Sam, host of the Light Years Pod, part of the Blue Wire Network. Sam, what's going on, man? How are you doing today? Oh, I'm okay. A little frustrated after last night's Warriors game. Anytime Steph goes for 50 and you're non-competitive, uh, get, a little, get a little frustrated. I wish, I wish I could understand the process. You know, for the Knicks for quite some time, it's been a lot of struggle. Although the Knicks are now on a two-game winning streak. You know, we beat the Utah Jazz uh, the beginning of this back-to-back and then beat the Denver Nuggets, even though they didn't have Nikola Jokic. But Randall had a, has been playing pretty well the last two games. Been, uh, it's been a nice showing for the Knicks. So, but I can't relate with the struggle, especially because you guys are the reigning champs uh, after last season, which was a great final series. But let me just start off with you, man. What do you think of the season so far? For, what, what are your overall thoughts of this Warriors season? Frustrated. Um, Frustrated. <laughs> a lot of... A lot of things not going well after the title last year. They let all their vets on the bench go. Um, Turned out that it was a bigger deal than many expected. Mm -hmm. The obvious ones were Gary Payton II and Otto Porter, who were uh, kind of their sixth and seventh man off the, you know, like um, when they were in the finals, 
you get down to like your eight man rotation, they were like key 20 minute guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but even beyond that, Damian Lee, who kind of killed the Warriors last night, with the Suns mm-hmm. and Juan Toscano Anderson were just like reliable vets. They're replacing them all with kids. Um, not going well on that front. It feels like there's a lot of individual agendas with the team. And now you got a situation where Steph looks as good as he's ever looked. Like he's legitimately ageless. Um, I can make a case for him being the best player in the league right now. Um, 50 points on 28 shots last night, and they're just not competitive on the road in any capacity. Mm. So with that, do you think it's part, do you think there's been like a vibe that's been offset because, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, (laughs) TMZ had to leak it, you know, somehow they, I don't know how they do it, man, but they are able to do it. They're able to get all this footage. from. They have the sources. They have the sources. Do you think Draymond Green starting off like the season punching Jordan Poole definitely made an impact? Like, is that, does that add on to this frustration for the Warriors season and kind of like the shakiness overall? So I've, I've kind of sided no, because Draymond's played excellent and I haven't like seen that is a particularly huge, obviously at the time it was a big deal, but like, it feels like there's other issues over Mm -hmm. that going on. But as it, as the season's gone on, I do think it, it has some indirect value. Like Hmm. Draymond, Draymond and Steph are the leaders of this team. Mm -hmm. Uh, If Draymond's going to punch a teammate and get kicked off the team for like a week and kind of loses his voice, like he just doesn't have credibility. Mm -hmm. It makes it hard for him to lead. Um, And it's always kind of been Steph's good cop, Draymond's bad cop with those two. You know, Steph's the guy who puts his arm around someone's shoulder and uplifts them with positivity. Draymond's the guy who like like to fire into their ass, right? Right. Well, if I was to be honest with you, the Warriors look like they're playing with no fire. You know, like Mm -hmm. Steph is brilliant. Draymond's actually had a really good season. Uh, He was bad last night, but like I will I will take this season from him in general. Uh, Looney has been awesome. Wiggins has been really good, and everyone else just looks lost on that team. And it feels a little, you know, when you're watching a team and you're like, there's just no leadership here. There's no vibe. Like there's no one. You're going to go through a spell where you're missing shots in every game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good teams. They kind of rally around each other and they dig in bad teams. They're just like, all right, open gym up and down. Right. The Warriors have the latter vibe right now. And I do wonder if part of it's just because like, you know, Draymond, we're used to him kind of yelling and being the guy. Um, he's just one of the guys now, if that makes sense. Mm, interesting. So where would you put Quay in this whole thing? Because you mentioned Draymond and Steph. Where does Quay fall in as like a leadership voice in this whole Golden State Warriors? That's, that's the other issue. clay has been terrible. Um, he didn't play over the summer. He kind of has a mental block with pickup, given that he tore his Achilles in pickup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we all know the story. Like, he missed two and a half years and... Um, all that. And, you know, he just has not got going this season. I think he's shooting 35% from the field, 30% from three. It's all the same shots he usually takes, but he's not hitting anything. Mm-hmm. Um, his body language kind of sh- like the frustration at this point is visible. Like for a shooter, missing shots for a couple games is whatever. Like they're confident. Um, it's almost, it's like a month now. And, well, yeah, we are a month into the season, really. So, uh, and he hasn't got anything going. Like he's maybe he hasn't shot 50% in a single game this season, just for reference. Um, wow. And I think that's starting to wear on the team as well, too, where it's like, all right, Clay, if you're, if you're just not going to hit shots, like maybe rein it back, you know, like maybe it's time for you to become a little more of a role player. 
then, uh, then, you know, the Clay Thompson were used to like, you know, book him for 20 and he's going to put the shots up and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know, but it's like the, the frustration's visible with him. And Clay's like one of my guys too, man. I like the, I liked his playing style being a two-way player, being a mm-hmm. sharp shooter from behind the arc that like Clay has been like one of my favorite players just to watch since he's entered the league. So I guess that leads into the question of like Jordan Poole, right? Because there's been, this is like a twofold question, I guess, because yeah. the bench has been struggling. And then you also have Jordan Poole, who Steve Kerr came out and said that he seems to be much better when he's playing next to Steph and being in that starting unit. Mm-hmm. So is that, is that the direction with Jordan Poole now? And then like, how do you, how do you fix this bench unit? So like the problem is uh, the the bench overall is terrible. So uh, obviously Jordan Poole plays better next to the starters. But one, Steph just is probably the best offensive player in the league. So just like, yes, playing next to him will make you better. That's just right. kind of what he does, right? <laughs> but also on top of it, you got Wiggins, you got Draymond, you got Looney. Those are all really good defensive players and uh, two-way players in, in their own capacity. Um, it, it makes the game easier for someone like Jordan, who's more of a scorer. You know, he's, he's just a playmaker more than anything. Um, but he's not like a defender or anything like that. The second unit lacks IQ, lacks defensive versatility. And you see Jordan passing it to someone thinking he's going to get the ball back. It kind of sticks. They just, they really need to find another steady player. And I'm not talking about like a ball handler, but just like, you know, like, like what Otto Porter was for them last year, like what Iguodala has been for them over the years, just like, you know, reliable vets who make the game a little easier with the way the Warriors want to move the ball. You need to have a certain amount of like high IQ players out there. Mm-hmm. And and that's really the issue with the second unit. It's a bunch of kids and, or just like journeyman players like uh, Dante DiVincenzo um, kind of fits the bill as like a high IQ player can pass the ball a little bit, but Dante mm-hmm. has missed more than half the season with an injury. And, you know, we, we've seen good things, but he hasn't, he hasn't got going yet. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, so this is where you start missing someone like a Gary Payton second on a second. Exactly. What they're doing and kind of where they're supposed to be on the court, like all that type of stuff. Knows his like, role and excels in his role. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I like the way Gary play, plays too. Just like high efficiency role plays. I feel like the Warriors are just great at like getting the maximum value of everyone who plays at their role, right? So then you look at the guys that you talked about. You know, you brought up Moses Moody. You got Kaminga, Jonathan Kaminga on the team. You got James Wiseman. Down Santa the, Cruz. <laughs> down in Santa Cruz, which is a little shocking, man, because he's a t- he's what uh, what was he the second overall pick, right? Yeah, second overall yeah. pick, at, not too long ago, and he's now in the G League. Although you can kind of, I guess you can kind of make the argument because the Warriors got a lot of talent, but at the same time, they're they're a struggling team. So, how do you think about what even what are your thoughts about their development so far, and what do you need to see out of them moving forward? I think they've all had terrible seasons. Um, the Warriors let. GP2, Otto Porter, um, Damian Lee, Juan Toscano, Locke, thinking that Kuminga, Wiseman, uh, Moody could replace those roles. Now, talent's not the issue. They, mm-hmm. they have the talent to play a facsimile of those roles, like di- different skill sets. You know, GP's um, a better point of attack defender, but like they can do stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're all lottery picks and they all, they all want to be the man instead of buying into playing a role, you know, like the Warriors want Kuminga to take GP2's role, which is like, you're going to check the best perimeter player because he's got the athleticism and wingspan and tools to do that. And Mm -hmm. off ball, just focus on cutting and, you know, being a role player, right? Like crash the glass. Like you'll get 10 points in the flow, just the way we move the ball. Don't go like isoing, trying to go for your own shot. And Mm -hmm. He hasn't really wanted to do that. James Wiseman, they wanted him to embrace, basically do the same things Looney does, but with, you know, significantly superior physical gifts. So, like, concentrate on defense, rebounding, and finishing. We don't need you posting up or, you know, doing, like, fancy dribble moves, stuff like that. And he doesn't seem to want to do it. Like, his body language is of someone who, like, wants the ball every possession instead Mm -hmm. of just, like, you know, you, you you guys have uh, Hartenstein and to a degree yep. Mitchell Robinson. Mm-hmm. Those dudes know their role and they play their role. And they don't, you know, you don't see Hartenstein demanding post ups to like show off his like dream shake, you know? Right. Like um whereas <laughs> like, if we started doing that. <laughs> that's what we're getting from Wiseman. And like I get it. He's a top pick. He was a top pick because there's this idea that like at some point he can be. Um, you know, like an Embiid, the type of center who gets like 25 and anchors to defense, right? Like, a, like what we think of as like a, a franchise guy, right? Right. Um, but that's not what they need from him. They just need him to be a good role-playing center with the idea they'll expand his offensive role over time. And he hasn't done that. He's been terrible on defense. He's not rebounding, um, just looks completely lost. And with all three of them, you definitely get the vibe that they're, 
annoyed that that's their role when they see their peers mm-hmm. on lottery teams getting to take 20 shots a game. You know, you, you, you see uh, Jalen Green, who was on the same G League Ignite uh, team as Kuminga. Mm-hmm. Houston's in a rebuild. Jalen, Jalen Green's getting the opportunity to explore his game. And, you know, some of, that's, some of that leads to some really poor efficiency, right? Yes. Um, but he's getting to learn on the job. Kuminga, they're like, all right, we need you to be the ninth man who defends for 15 minutes a game, and that's it. You know, that can be frustrating. I get the frustration. But anyway, you want to slice it, that's kind of the biggest problem with the Warriors right now is that the young kids, whether it's mentality or skill set, are not able to fill these roles that veterans filled last year. Wow. And so now with all of that, right, where you have a struggling bench that's led by a lot of young guys, right? A lot of young guys who are trying to get theirs and understandably so, right? Because sure. they, that's, they, they a, that's kind of the, um, if I could, if I could just interject, that's, that's the problem with their two timeline plan. You know, yeah. um, I get it. If you can make it work, it's the best of both worlds, right? Oh, you get to sure. develop your, your young guys for the next era, but mm-hmm. you know, young guys, usually need space to figure their stuff out and yes. the Warriors can't provide said space right now. And that's kind of the frustration. It's so funny that you say this. This is kind of the frustration with the New York Knicks because we have guys like, you know, Julius Randle. Yeah, Evan Fortier now has been benched, but he's taking a role. Derrick mm-hmm. Rose. Although to me, I think you still need Derrick Rose because you need a point guard for that second unit. But when you have guys like a Julius Randle blocking Obi Toppin and you see that, you know, in order for Obi to really figure out what his game is, Mm-hmm. He needs to get more of those minutes and getting 15 less than 20 minutes a night isn't really going to be due, isn't really conducive for his development. Right. But, that's, but that that's like, I kind of understand that. And that's where I like, I, I asked the Knicks, like, can you just choose a road for a second? Like we're not winning a title. Let's develop the guys that we still have. Se- we haven't seen yet because out of Leon Rose's tenure, none of the guys that he's drafted has been a starter yet. And so right. that's, that's the frustration part with this team where it's like, we're trying to win be competitive and develop. And that, it, it, as you pointed out, it's very hard to work that and get that balance. In some situations, yes, but not. But regardless, going into this matchup, man, that's why this matchup is going to be fun and interesting. Because <laughs> they're both mis- both teams are miserable right now? <laughs> uh, well, the Knicks, I feel like for Knicks, like, depending on who you talk to, fans are either happy because they're on a two-game winning streak or fans are upset because some of them want Thibodeau and Randall out of here. And it's like, man, we really need this team to lose. But I'm happy, man. They're on a two-game winning streak. It looks like they're starting to gel a little bit. Um, but let's get, let's get into this matchup, man. I, I think sure. for, for this, for this, for this game, right. I think the key matchup is going to be like Jalen Brunson on Steph Curry, Cam Reddish versus Jordan Poole. Uh, if Poole's going to stay in the lineup and Julius Randle versus Draymond Green. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Is there any other matchups that you think that, that we should be on the lookout? Um, like, do you think RJ and Wiggins is something that we should be paying attention to? I'm, I'm most interested about kind of when the starters come out for the Warriors, if the Knicks can exploit the Warriors bench or if mm. they can keep it even. In general, uh, if the Warriors just play five, 500 ball, like mediocre, when the mm. starters are out, they will win. The problem has been that second unit. It's like, all right, Steph comes out. The Warriors are up 28. 20 you're like cool we're up eight points and then all of a sudden they give it up and now they're down three points when Steph checks back in so I'm mostly curious kind of like how your how your second unit stacks up how you're gonna attack the Warriors in those non-Steph Curry minutes do the Knicks bring Jalen Brunson in just to try to abuse the Warriors second unit um does Obi Toppin play into that you know 
I, I go back and forth on Obi. I like him. So mm-hmm. There are days where I'm like, oh, he could be really good. And there's other yeah. days where I'm like, yeah, he's just another guy. <laughs> um, and I can't, and I, and I, and, and Tibbs doesn't make it easy on me because he doesn't play him enough for me to ever feel definitive in my take, you know? So I mean, that, yeah. that's, that, that's where I'm at too. You know, that's where I'm at too, where I'm like, uh, like I get, like I get wanting to compete, but I really want to see like these young guys right. start to grow and develop and like, let's see what we got in them. But yeah, I guess the second unit, you know, as of right now, Tibbs has been doing that. He's been staggering rotations with Brunson and RJ and, mm-hmm. and Randall and, and even Cam now since Cam's a starter. Right. Well, you talk about that second unit and the Knicks, the Knicks second unit has kind of been up and down the last two games. They've kind of got their rhythm going quickly. OB figuring it out. Um, I like where I like where our second unit is. I think that's going to be the key matchup. The biggest one is can our second unit, when they're in there, dominate uh, or take advantage or expose the Warriors' second unit. And that's 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 really the I think the key matchup for this game. Is there any other anything else that you think uh, for this game that that we should be on the lookout for? That's the big one. The other thing is. Um attacking the glass uh the warriors particularly on the perimeter have not been rebounding well like steph curry had 50 last night he also led the team with nine rebounds on the one hand like let's just you know appreciate greatness on the other hand kind of speaks to a larger issue that you know wiggins didn't really hit the glass you know they're not getting pulled clay so like uh if if guys like cam reddish and rj barrett you know big wings who have the ability to affect the game with their athleticism, whether they do, you know, it's, it's up or down. Right. But like, right. if those guys are going to crash the glass, that can really, really be um, effective because the Warriors big men are going to spend all their time trying to box out the, uh, the Hardensteins, the, you know, the, like you're, you're, you're big men. You guys got some pretty big centers. They're going to spend yeah. their energy boxing them out, which means there will be rebounds to be had by the wings who are hyperactive, particularly without three point happy. Everyone is like mm-hmm. those balls hit, you know, it lands somewhere around the free throw line. It's kind of which wing is kind of the most savvy to get it. And I think that's another big key. You know, the Warriors have not been playing particularly hard. Steve Kerr ripped into them for that. So it's like teams who attack the glass on them can get what they want. So that that's the other matchup I would really call out because, yeah, when both those things happen, you, you, you lead to the Warriors getting a little dejected. You know, we don't have Mitch right now, but we got Jericho Sims, who's solid, and Hartenstein. And mm-hmm. Tibbs has been switching them in and out, who's starting. So I hear you on, on uh, protecting the glass. And RJ and Randall are going to do it with that, too. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, Randall's, Randall's also, like, whatever you think of him, he's, he's pretty effective at using his physicality on the boards. So when he's locked in, yes. When he is yes. locked in, yes. yes. He, he, <laughs> that, that's the thing. Is he locked in to be able to do that? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else that you got? Or, or, or No, that's, that's it for me. Got to get out of here. No, that's it. it. Appreciate you. Hopefully it's a good one. Um, Yeah. You guys have a good. Sam, thank you so much. Before we let you out of here, do you, what our listeners know where they can find you and and, and any other work that you got coming out? Yeah. Light years pod. Um, We go live after almost every Warriors game on YouTube. And then the pod is up on the feed within an hour or two after that. So check that out. We'll probably go live after the Knicks game tomorrow. Would love to get Knicks fans hopping in there and giving us their thoughts as well. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Sam, for joining us today. And once again, salute to Knicks Nation. Thank you for tuning in for this Game of the Week preview. Thank you once again to Sam from the Light Years Pod, also part of the Blue Wire Network, just like this show right here. Thank you for coming on and helping me break down this game. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. 
And if you did, you all know what to do. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys, all right? Make sure to subscribe to this to this channel, man. Come on. You got to subscribe. You got to support your boys. If you like what you saw, why wouldn't you want to do it? And also, if you can't if you can't catch it here on the channel while we're live or while it's pre-recorded, whatever, guess what? We're also on all audio listening platforms as well. Apple, Spotify, you name it, we are there. So make sure to go check it out. You have no excuse not to be tapped in. And we just hit the 57,000 subscriber mark. We're on the road to 60K. Come on. Come on, everybody. Subscribe to the channel. We love it. And we wanted to say thank you for always, always tuning in, supporting this channel. It means, it means so much to us. And also, the show, as always, presented by Manscaped. If you want to get 20% off, off the product, of the Manscaped products, use KFTV, get that discount, and, and keep it fresh, all right? You, know, you got to keep it fresh. Ladies, you want to buy a gift for your man. Men, if you want to stay good and stay trimmed up, you all know what to do. And also, if you need to check out the recaps, if you couldn't catch the game, shout out to Remy, who does an awesome write-up after every single game. Just go over to KnicksFanTV.com. You can catch up every game write-up over there. And we also got a, we got a bunch of great writers, Jeff, Chip, Mike, Luke, Jalen. I contribute over there as well. Go over there to go check out some of the articles and see some of the great work that's over there as well. But Knicks Nation, thank you once again for tuning in for the Game of the Week preview. And shout out to Sam and the Blue, the Light Years Pod from the Blue Wire Network.